you ready for Christmas? Yeah. Who actually is not ready for Christmas yet? Anybody? So a few of you, mainly the guys, right? You know, I mean, we go out on Christmas Eve and try to find a gift and find out everything's been sold out. But uh, Christmas is almost here. Uh, I can't believe that it's only a few days away, but so much is going on, last minute preparation, maybe you've got family coming into town, we've got family coming into town, so all this last minute preparation, those last few pr- uh, minutes, gifts, buy-ins, uh, there's those people you think, oh, I forgot to buy that person a gift, and you're going out, and, and, and Amazon is no longer doing two-day free shipping anymore, and it's like, how am I going to get these gifts to these people? Uh, do I have enough gifts for the children? Uh, I always find every year, I'm like, we just don't have enough gifts. We need more gifts uh, and things. But however crazy the last few days have been for you or the last couple of days or the future couple of days that you have, it's nothing in comparison to that first Christmas. Think about that very first Christmas, the night that Jesus was born, that all that centered around it. There was a busy town in Bethlehem. Family were coming and going. Then there was a pregnant girl who was about to give birth and there was nowhere for her to rest. And they searched all around the town and they couldn't find anywhere for her to rest. And then there was the birth of a baby and instead of laying the baby in a bed, they put him in a manger. Then strangers come and visit this family out of nowhere and then the shepherds told of strange stories in the fields of angels coming. It's a strange time of year for them. So much was going on. But And by the time we get to Matthew chapter 2 in the Bible, we get a glimpse of the true wonder of what Christmas is all about. And so last week we talked about Luke chapter 2. Well, today we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 2. If not, it's going to be on the screen. And we're going to read the Christmas story according to the wise men and the magi. And this is what it says in Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. During the reign of King Herod, about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. As was everyone in Jerusalem, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are not the least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you and who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called the private meeting together with the wise men. And he learned from them the time when the star appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search carefully for this child, and when you find him, come back and tell me that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guiding them to Bethlehem, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy, They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when the time was to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return 
to Herod. So we got these wise men, some people call them the Magi, and they come from Eastern lands, and they came and they brought gifts to the baby Jesus. And so what I want the kids to do right now, if you could actually open your gifts. You can open your gifts. Some of you have got good gifts. Some of you have got, ah, okay, gifts. Some of you have got some interesting gifts in there. And let me just be honest with you. You're going to get better gifts Christmas morning than what you've got right now. Just a pre-taster. Some is joy watching kids open gifts, right? I mean, they have no idea what's in there. Okay. So how many of you got a candy cane in your box? You want to raise your hand? You got a candy cane. Okay. You can enjoy that candy cane. Ask your parents if you could have it. Maybe you have it later, but you could enjoy that candy cane. How many of you got strange gifts? Maybe some strange gifts in your, in your thing. Some of you got some strange gifts. Okay. Did anybody get a star? A star. Zachary, you want to come out? Come here. Come and bring me the star. We got a star. Zachary, why do you think you have a star? You have no idea, right? No idea. Well, this is why. Because the wise men saw a star rise, and then they followed it, and it took them to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? So we have a star. Can I have this back? Can I use this? Good. You can have a candy cane instead. There we go. Good trade, right? Thanks, Zachary. We have a star. The Christmas story, we all know about a star. You put a star on the top of a a Christmas tree. We see stars everywhere. My shirt even has little stars on it this morning. A star. The Bible tells us that the Magi, these wise men, they were... They saw a star in the east. They came from a place way east than than Jerusalem and Bethlehem. And they saw the star as it rose in the east. And then they followed the star. Now, this is interesting because many people at the time that Jesus was born believed that the movement of the stars could forecast the future. And they believe this. In fact, many people believed that if they saw a comet or a shooting star, it would forecast the fall of an empire. But when they saw a star rise, it meant that a new kingdom was coming to an existence. The Jewish people, they forbid fortune telling from the stars. And so I find it so interesting that the Bible uses a star to bring people who are far away from God to God. These Magi weren't Israelites. They weren't people. They weren't Jewish people. They weren't people who were looking for God. But yet they saw this star. And amongst all the constellations that they studied, they saw this one star that was unusual. And this is what I know. God will meet you where you are at. He will speak to you in terms that you can understand. And these magi understood stars. And so they saw this star as it rose. And it meant to them that a new kingdom was coming to existence. A new king was rising. This is what I know. When you seek God, you will find him. And he will appear in places where you often least expect to find him. So the magi... 
They saw the stars it rose and they followed it. We're not sure how long. It could have been six months. It could have been two years. The Bible doesn't say how long they followed this star. But it took them to a place called Judea and eventually to Bethlehem. And then it stopped over a house where they knew the baby was, the baby Jesus. And as soon as they looked at the house, the Bible says they were filled with joy. There was this wonder of Christmas, the very first Christmas. There was this wonder that happened. They were filled with joy. Uh, There was so much Christmas cheer around because they knew they were going to meet this baby boy. Then the Bible says that the wise men went inside the house and they opened their treasure chests. Does anybody in their gifts, anybody got a treasure chest this morning? Did anyone get a treasure chest? Evan? You want to come? Come and bring me that treasure chest. Can you come? You're going to keep it yourself. It's like, I'm keeping myself, Dad. You got it. Oh, look at all that stuff inside. What did you do to it? You destroyed it already. Can you tell me, why did the wise men bring a treasure chest? Because because they were so, so surprised the baby Jesus was there. Yeah, good job. Okay, can I keep the treasure chest for the moment? Do you want a do you want a candy cane? There we go. Let's trade off, yeah. The Bible says they opened their treasure chest. And now I've got styrofoam all over me, yeah. <laughs> the Magi opened their treasure chest. Why did they open their treasure chest? Well, in in ancient culture, it was rude to turn up somewhere, especially at a king's residence, and not come with a gift. It's like you when you get invited to someone's house for Christmas. It's like you feel you need to bring something, right? And, and sometimes you bring gifts that are good. Sometimes it's like you went to CVS and brought a gift, and it's like, what is this? But these people brought gifts, and the gifts that they brought were interesting gifts. For they did not go to Target on the way to the house and like, oh, we got to get something quick. Let's go get something. They, they, they didn't on the way get online and go on Amazon and two-day shipping direct to the house. And when we get there, there's the gift. They were thought-out gifts. There was a reason why they got these gifts. So they opened their treasure chest, and the very first gift that they pulled out was the gift of gold. Did anybody in their gift this morning? morning have something that looks a little like gold maybe a little round circle with some gold in it anybody willow you want to come and give me the the gold you want to trade off do you think this is a fair trade gold for candy cane you think so can i take the gold do you know why they gave gold because what because it was a treasure yeah yeah that's a good one Well, there's a candy cane. Thank you. So they pulled out gold. Gold. I wonder why they pulled out gold. It's kind of a strange gift to give to a kid, right? I mean, gold. I mean, you would have thought they would have put out some Fisher-Price toy or something. You know, but gold. Well, gold had a specific meaning. It's not unusual to give somebody gold in this day and age, in our modern day, because gold is the gift of love, right? Uh, if you give somebody gold in the form of a ring or a jewelry or a, uh, a necklace or an earring or even a watch, it's the gift of love. 
gold is the gift of love, but it was not the gift of love in ancient Israel, for gold was the gift of a king. It was the gift of a king. And when you came and brought gold, it was because you were recognizing somebody as a king. It was the symbol of a king. And the Magi are showing here that Jesus is king. Jesus is king. And so often at Christmas, we focus on the baby Jesus. If you've ever seen the movie Talladega Nights, they focus on the baby Jesus in a grace that they say, and they focus on an eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, if you've ever seen that movie. But he's not an eight pound, eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus to the Magi. He was King Jesus. King Jesus, a king who will rule, a king who will reign, a king who deserved to be worshipped. So they came and bowed down and worshipped and they gave the symbol of a king. And sometimes I think we treat Jesus more like a president than we do a king. Sometimes we think, well, we're voting for Jesus. We're campaigning for Jesus. Jesus is someone who works for the people. He works for us. And if we don't like him and we don't like what he has to say, we just turn to somebody else and listen to what they have to say. However, Jesus is a king. He's not a president. It means we don't get to elect him. We don't get to tell him what to do. He reigns and his kingdom knows no end. Christmas is not about a birth. It's about a king who has come to establish his kingdom. And that's why they came and brought gold. So I ask you the question today, is Jesus your king or your president? King. Thank you. They brought gold. Then they opened up their treasure chest again and they brought out another gift. And this gift was something called frankincense. Does anybody have a little pouch with some like, uh, like uh, light brown rocks in them that may say frankincense on it? Anybody? We got one over here. Hey, Lily. Hey. Oh, thank you. Do you want a candy cane? Yeah, you do, right? There we go. I like that shirt, by the way. Frankincense. I wasn't going to ask Lily what frankincense is because (laughs) most of you don't even know it yourself. So frankincense. They pulled out frankincense. What a strange gift. I mean, why would you give this to a baby? You know, I mean, it's just a strange gift. But frankincense has so much meaning. See, when the Magi pulled out frankincense, frankincense is the gift of incense. It's something that you burn and it comes out with this smell. You can tell when there's been frankincense around. Uh, As a kid, I used to call it Frankenstein, but it's actually frankincense. An incense, a strange gift in the eyes of the modern world, but full of meaning. You see, the Magi didn't stop by Target, just go like, what can we get? What can we get? You know, oh, there's those rocks. Let's take those with us. They were symbolic. Symbolic of who Jesus was and who Jesus would be. See, while gold represented a king, the frankincense was the symbol of a priest. Of a priest. It represented the fragrance a priest would offer up to their deity on behalf of the people. And in ancient Israel, the priest would burn the incense as a sweet-smelling fragrance up to God. For Jesus didn't just come to reign as king. 
Jesus came to be our link with God, and that's what a priest is. A priest is our mediator between us and God, our link between us and God. We're told in the scriptures that Jesus is our advocate. He makes intercession to the Father on our behalf. He is the one who who offers up a sacrifice. He is our access to God. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through Jesus. For Christmas is not about the birth of a good man, but it's about the beginning of reconciliation between God and human. Many treat Jesus like a church minister, a good man who helps them become closer to God, enriches them with life and wisdom, motivates them to be better people, helps them combat good times. But Jesus isn't a church minister. He's our priest. He is our access to God. So this morning, is Jesus your priest or is he your church minister? And then finally, they opened up their treasure chest one more time. There was gold, there was frankincense, and then they pulled out a really strange present, a really strange gift called myrrh. Anybody have something like this with some dark rocks in it, maybe has myrrh on it? Anybody? Right here. Hey, Claire. Thank you. We've got myrrh. Do you know what myrrh is? Uh, it's something like, um, it's, it's something and it smells good. Yeah, good job. It's something and it smells good. Well, thank you. Here's a candy cane in to replace your myrrh. Thank you. Myrrh. The strangest gift of all. Because myrrh represented death. It's what you gave to a family when there was somebody who had died in their family. Because you would embalm people in myrrh. You would, you would, you would uh, burn it and it would offer up an incense and it spoke of death. Death. Why would the Magi give a child who was just being born the symbol of death? To so many, the story of Jesus is a sad story for they were foretelling the time that Jesus would die. And so many people see the death of Jesus as a sad story, but it's not a sad story. The symbol of death when Jesus died is a symbol of redemption. It's a symbol of, re- of celebration, of reconciliation with God. For the priest came to appease God When the priest comes to appease God, he needs a sacrifice to offer up, something to die in people's place. But Jesus came not to offer up a sacrifice. He came to offer up himself as the sacrifice. The king was coming to declare that his kingdom is here, preparing a way so that man could have access with God and then becoming the very sacrifice himself to be offered up to God. So I ask you this morning, is Jesus your sacrifice or is it just a sad story? These magi came with some well thought out gifts, but gifts of meaning. We're about to celebrate Christmas for the 2019th time. Let us celebrate Jesus, not as a novelty, not as just a reason to party and have a good time, but let us soak up the wonder of who Jesus really is Not an eight pound, six ounce baby who gives us what we want, but let us wander like the Magi did. Let our hearts be filled with joy for a king whose kingdom is rising, a priest who has made his way to God accessible 
a sacrifice who out of so much gave his life so that we can receive life. This is the story of Christmas. This is the wonder of Christmas. On Christmas morning, we're going to see so much joy in kids' eyes and people's faces. It's the time of celebration. It's a time of joy. But through it all, let us remember and wonder on the beauty of what Christmas is all about.